Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rodcast. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Rod, and good to have you here, Pastor Rod. And looking forward to hey. a great discussion today. So, last episode we spoke about the overarching message uh, that we have at Lifehouse about living as sons and daughters of God and grace. It was an awesome discussion. But today we're going to be focusing more on the outworking of that in our personal lives and the life of the church. So maybe you can just start off with a summary of what we spoke about last week uh, for those who missed it. Yeah, we just love this New Testament teaching that Jesus brought about the Father. Um, 100, over a hundred times in the Gospel of John, Jesus calls God his Father. And it's just a revelation of how he sees God. And, and then we're invited into that life. John 1, 12 says, all that believe in Jesus' name, have the authority to become the children of God, the sons and daughters of God. And so we've been talking about this theme that living as not as slaves under the law, but as sons and daughters under Jesus, under grace, and that how grace should change us to want to love God more. That's the introduction. Yeah. And here's the scripture we really felt was important from last time. We're not going to go through this again in depth. You can go back to the last teaching but uh, Ephesians 1.5 says, In love you've been predestined for, for divine adoption as sons of to himself through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. You have been adopted through God's desire, chosing, choosing, um, love. He sees you. He loves you. He wants you. He's been after you. Um, we have to respond, but he's been after us. Mm. And then we've been placed supernaturally in this family. And I think that should change the way we see life and mm. so many parts of the Christian life. So I guess that's where we're going today, right, uh, Adrian? Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely a great summary. And so let's dive into the outworking of this message. So let's say now I've sinned and I've messed up <laughs> yep, and I feel really guilty and heavy. Uh, how does this message help me get back to a place of joy and just following Jesus? Well, nobody's rejoicing in any sin, and and no one's uh, recommending any sin. So we're not we're not going that way. But when we sin, the Bible says, when we sin, we have a high priest who is able to help us, who even understands not because he sinned, but he understands the temptation. And mm. so we can come to God at any time, even mm. even with sin recently in our lives, and just open our heart to God. We don't lose salvation. And we don't lose righteousness. We remain in grace. But I believe that God will start to speak to us because he, mm. he's living in us by his Holy Spirit. And God's voice is very different than the devil's voice. So when I sin, mm. the devil's voice is very loud. You are bad. You are rotten. Who could believe in you? You, you know the whole condemnation trip. We all know it. Everyone listening will know condemnation when I do something wrong. But the voice of God is going to be one of correction but hope, yeah. godly correction, hope for the future, hope for change. Yeah. And it's a very different voice. It's a voice of um, Rod or Adrian, this is from God, it's, you know, I love you, but it's time to change that or stop yeah. that, or, but I love you. And so there is correction. There is God's word. Mm. God is never pleased with sin, but there's always hope. There's always grace. And so yeah. we can come back quickly come back quickly into um, being right again. In fact, we don't yeah. lose being right. We're righteous, but we're just, yeah. we're just restored. 
I think it's really important that we understand this. A great scripture is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, now there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because through the, the, the law of the spirit of life, we've been set free from the law of sin and death. And Romans 8 says we're sons of God, daughters of God. We hear his voice. We follow his voice. We have the Holy Spirit. Where it, It's a huge chapter. Mm. And that chapter starts with us knowing there's no condemnation now. We're, we're living mm. as sons and daughters of God. But that mm. means, I, you know, if I've sinned, I've got to listen to that voice and say, yep, um, yep Lord, I, help me, strengthen me, make me strong. Uh, yeah. Let's go again. But that whole mm. process is a really important issue because mm. a lot of Christians stay in the condemnation phase for way too long. Yeah. And um, as a pastor, I've had to talk to, you know, I'd say thousands of people over my mm. 35 years of pastoring saying to people, why are you staying there? Yeah. Why are you staying in that moment of sin? We've all sinned. Mm. Why are you yeah. staying in there where God has called you to now move on? Mm. And they often think they're being spiritual by staying there. Yeah. There's this thing about laboring or tarrying, tarrying or, or waiting before God till I get to a place of repentance. Mm. And I don't think that that's what the New Testament teaches. It teaches about tarrying for the power of the Holy Spirit, yes, in Acts chapter 2. But it doesn't speak about tarrying to be relieved from my sin. Mm. It, that that is not a New Testament concept. The con yeah. the New Testament concept is 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 Romans eight one. Now there's no condemnation, mm. and you might say, well, that doesn't you know that maybe that doesn't apply to my sin. And I say, no, no, you, you're not special in your sin. Yeah. The Bible says no one is special yeah. in their sin. Well, I know there's different you know types of sin and levels of sin, and we haven't all done everything. But mm. the concept of of having a sin, we don't have to stay mm. there. And we yeah. don't have to stay there too long, even even longer than God wants us to stay there. Yeah. I believe that when we sin, we can say, God, I'm really sorry about that and move on. Yeah. And I think that's grace. Yeah. But with that, it doesn't mean I'm going to, oh, and, and then I'm going to sin again and I'm just mm. all going to be okay. No, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying mm. when we sin, we come to God, we come to Jesus, and we get we just move on. Yeah. I've, I, I, as I said, I've, I've talked to thousands of people that have said, you know, I did something last month and I can't get over it. Mm. Um, or I thought something last week and I, I can't get over it. And my answer is, why? The, er, yeah. the Bible says that the sin that you're experiencing is not unique to you. Yeah. Um, it, it actually says that multitudes of believers around the world have gone through similar things and they're going well. They're, they've moved on. Yeah. So let's move on. And all of a sudden, people's face lights up and, 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 and some mm -hmm. people get tears in their eyes, tears of joy and relief. And mm -hmm. you mean right now? I said, right now, just throw off that. Jesus wants you to throw that off and yeah. move on. And, yeah. and it's such a joy to watch people throw mm. off that weight of yeah. condemnation and sin. And yeah. I, I just think it's probably the main reason, we can talk about this later, I think this is the main reason why Christians don't become leaders. It's because they're lost in condemnation somewhere. Yeah. And sure. I don't want to condemn anyone from saying this. I'm saying there's an answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a bad yeah. person and you're not worse than others. Yeah. But that is not New Testament to hold your condemnation yeah. or to hold what the devil said or even hold what you said about yourself. No, yeah. we need to say what God says 
that there's yeah. now no condemnation in Christ yeah. Jesus. That's such a good message, such a liberating message, because I know I've personally experienced it and I've seen it in others, is that when, you, when you've when you sinned or you've messed up or you've thought something or said something, like the, the temptation is to say, like, well, the real spiritual thing to do is just to, to feel really bad about it and be like, oh, woe is me, I'm such a terrible mm. person, and just to yeah. sit in that place. But I think that's not the heart of the Father. If you If you look at the beautiful story of the prodigal son <laughs> father's just come come on let's come back into the house let's have a party like gonna put a, a robe on you and you're my son like come home and the whole that whole story is about the joy of the father when his yeah. son comes home and i think i've seen that in some christians older christians as well and they're just like oh i'm such a bad person yeah. i'm just like you just you're forgiven you're a child of god throw it off and and then because I know when I've stayed in that place of like feeling down, it actually doesn't change anything. But when you mm. accept the grace, you feel empowered to change. And I think that's the the powerful concept. So I think Paul in Corinthians does talk about this difference between godly sorrow and uh, worldly sorrow or something like that. Can mm. you? It says worldly sorrow leads to death and godly sorrow leads to repentance. Yeah. Can you talk about the I, difference? I think, I think we have been talking about it. There's this worldly mm. sorrow, there's this um, emotional sorrow. This, and when I say emotional, I don't mean like hurts or uh, I'm talking mm. about this area of, of sin. Um, of staying in there, it's going to lead to, at first, maybe not death, but it's going to lead to sadness and, and down and, and, and not fulfilling some dreams and goals and visions and serving the Lord with gladness. It's going to affect, mm. impact our soul. And maybe mm. sometimes it will lead to death in terms of um, outcomes. But mm. godly sorrow leads to change, leads to mm. repentance. The word repentance, New Testament, means a changed mind and a changed yeah. life. Repentance doesn't mean emotional grief and lament. Repentance mm. means a changed mind. The Greek word metanoia means change the mind. It doesn't mm. say change the emotions. This might mm. be too much for some people listening, but we, we're called to change our lives. And if that change mm. can happen in a moment, isn't that better yeah. than in a week or a month yeah. or an hour? Uh, to, be, to change in, in a moment, I believe, is the Father's desire for us, mm. right? I'm a father. I would love my boys when they're growing up. They're they're out of our our care now to a degree. They're both married, but growing up, I just loved it when we got things right quickly. I just mm. loved it. What I didn't like was when they carried something for hours or even days occasionally, and we had to work it through. I, and I'd say to them, "Why don't we just get it sorted out? Let's let's just mm. let's just get dealt with right now." And trying to teach my boys immediate forgiveness and and restoration, mm. and after that comes reward. And I think that this is the way it is with the Father. He doesn't want us to uh, carry. So godly, godly um, touch touch of God leads to quick change, mm. yeah. supernatural change. We're able mm. to change. We can yeah. change with God's help. I think this is godly sorrow. Godly yeah. sorrow leads to quick change change mm. I, it's really powerful isn't it and, and so i think yeah. people that are tarrying for change um sometimes there's a process i agree with mm -hmm. that but i believe that god is with you for yeah. that change 
when it comes. For example, I, when I first got saved, I needed to forgive my father. And as an act of faith, I did. I forget, I, I forgive my father, but and I had to work it through because thoughts mm-hmm. came back and, 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 and then, you know, stuff. But from the initial desire to change, there was actual change over Mm -hmm. time, which led me one day to be able to have a relationship with my father and actually a good relationship with my father. So I understand this process. Yeah. But there can be an initial change. The godly sorrow for Mm -hmm. me to want to forgive my father led to life for both Mm -hmm. me and finally my dad, who received Jesus finally. (laughs) So um, there is a big difference. Um, yeah. between those two things oh that's awesome well let's just uh if we can talk more about like um how this concept of living as sons and daughters affects the way that i pray i read yeah. my bible um yeah. and this whole area of just the daily walk with god yeah as a pastor again for many many years i find people don't pray often because they don't know what to pray or how to pray or how to start to pray so there's a there's an initial issue there others don't pray because they feel bad and others don't pray because they just haven't prioritized it there's different reasons but Mm. i think that when we have a revelation of being sons and daughters the concept of prayer becomes the imminence of god in my life or the the presence of god in my life at all times so Mm. i'm not going in and out of prayer i'm not oh this is my prayer time on sunday morning at church and this is now my monday morning i'm not in prayer it's that that's that's stressful to to separate your life like that. What's what's stress less or, or less stress is when we integrate. Mm. So when I go to work on Monday morning, I'm saying, Lord, help me today and you're with me today. I'm bringing the presence of God with me into life and relationships. Now, this is a great scripture that we talked about briefly before this show. and I want to read it to you from Hebrews 4 verse. We're going to read a few verses. It's just a few verses. Hebrews 4, mm. 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest incapable of sympathizing with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. This is our Jesus. He understands. He understands our humanity. He did not sin, but he understands temptation Mm -hmm. and the impact of of seeing sin in people's lives. Here it is, verse 16. Therefore, because we've got this amazing Jesus, let Mm. us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace wherever we need help. This is a beautiful scripture of prayer that because of Jesus and because of his imminence and closeness, even in a time when I've done something wrong, he doesn't leave me. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you we can approach the throne of God. And mm. again, I, I relate back to my own boys when they've done something wrong. I, I wanted to say, you know, if you've done something wrong, come and, come and talk. Like, let, let's get it out. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's mm. work it together. Let's pray together. And the, the concept of imminence means I'm the sort of person they'll come to. And mm. when we get to know God as Father and Jesus our Lord and the Holy Spirit within when we do right or wrong, we just want to come. Let me read it again. We confidently approach the throne of grace at all times. Mm. Well, this changes the way I think about prayer because prayer doesn't become an activity. Prayer becomes a lifestyle. Now, there's sometimes I do pray specifically. I pray every morning and every night and 
other times. And mm. But all through the day, I'm in the presence of God that I could pray mm. and probably will pray when something happens. Just God help me. I think yeah. the greatest prayer you can learn is God help me. In any circumstance, mm. just go to prayer. Enter confidently mm. into the presence of God. Now, the reason why people won't do that is either they feel bad or feel guilty. And those are not Bible reasons. They're not New Testament reasons. They're logical, rational, worldly reasons. So I need to put off that thinking that I need to feel right to pray or I need to be doing the right thing to pray. So, Mm. for example, if I think a bad thought, um, in the next moment I can come to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry, let's, let's move on. But mm. a lot of people say, oh, I've had a bad thought. I can't pray. Mm. <laughs> this is where being sons and daughters of God changes everything. Father, God, yeah. Jesus, I come to you right now, right now. Yeah. And I think it, it does change the way we pray. Mm. And let me throw in a little caveat for the men listening right now. I, I think there's all around the world, there are men in churches who don't pray. Mm. There's sort of an old joke with men saying, oh, yeah, my wife, she's the spiritual one. She does the praying. Mm. And I I think the reason that men don't pray is they feel either guilty or or prayer is fruitless. I don't see the fruit. And Mm. I think that we need to teach men to pray simply. This is our teaching in Lifehouse on simple prayer. Mm. This is another whole area we're going to talk about probably, but I think we need to teach men to pray, God help. God help me. God help yeah. right now. Help me right now. Help. Mm. Not not out loud. They can't do that at work. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, But internally, internalize the, mm. the prayer of help yeah. and, and get a revelation that, that we should confidently approach the throne of grace. Something goes yeah. wrong with our finances or with something. God help. And, of course, the yeah. women too at, at this point. It's not yeah. just the men. But I was talking to the men specifically that men pull away from prayer when they don't see answers. Yeah. But I think the more men pray help, the more they're going to see answers and they're going to yeah. lock in to mm-hmm. a life with the closeness of God in prayer. Mm, it's so good. Yeah, th- I think it's uh, just amazing living as a son of God with that idea that um, – the presence of God doesn't leave me. I'm I'm in the presence of God. I'm, I'm I'm a son of God. I'm in His house, and I can talk to God anytime, anywhere, uh, which is just an amazing concept. So, I'd love to uh, just shift gears a little bit and focus more about like let's think about life life in church. Like uh, as pastors, we wanna we wanna empower people to follow Jesus. We wanna we have dream teams. We've got connect groups. We wanna raise up leaders and. How does this this teaching of uh, sons and daughters uh, flow into every area of these li- into every area of church life? It, it, it does flow into every area. It, it, first of all, starting with family or relationship with our wife or husband, um, and it, it does flow because it's coming out of an overflow. Um, mm. If I'm always struggling with self doubt. Um, you know, not feeling good and, 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 and mind problems, it will affect my relationships. But mm. when I can get this sorted out and come to God and I will feel better, I will feel joy. And yeah. I really believe that. that in the, it says in, in Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. So if mm. I'm 
conscious of God's presence, I should be conscious of God's joy. Mm. So coming to church, we're trying to teach people, turn up with a heart ready to serve God, and it will yeah. be a great day. It'll yeah. be a joyful day. It'll be a good day. And mm-hmm. and we do see that, don't we, at Lifehouse? We really yeah. do. Um, a lot of people come and look at our church and they think, why are so? Why do you have so many happy people, joyful people? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone doubts the, the sincerity, but it is a bit of a surprise <laughs> to some people um, yeah. that so many people are serving the Lord with joy, yeah. which is um, also a scripture in Psalm 100 verse 2, serve the Lord with mm-hmm. gladness. So... Yeah. Um, I, I do think there's an overflow, and I also think that there's a contagiousness, catchiness. Mm. There's a yeah. environment. Yeah. And I think this should also be in our small groups, what we call connect groups, mm. in our serving teams. Um, I often talk mm. to serving teams around the world, and I say, I know in your serving team there's probably problems and issues, and yeah. if we turn up joyful, we're going to solve those problems. And I yeah. see teams sort of looking at each other and smiling and nodding. And Yeah, yeah. We, we need this teaching on joy and yeah. we need this teaching on uh, turning up excited. Mm. I'm not saying we're better than anyone else. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're trying to build that culture. Yeah. And it can be caught and taught mm. in local churches. Yeah. And um, I, I think you know, even in worship, like we, we, this whole teaching of you can be in the presence of God in, instantly. Yeah. So mm. first song, instantly, we don't need warm-ups. Now, yeah. some people do, and that's fine. Mm. But I want to come ready for that first song and ready for that first prayer and ready for that first word and ready yeah. to meet that first person. It comes from an overflow of a revelation of being in the presence of God. Mm. Could I just mention something about worship too there? Yeah. I, I've talked to many people that in, in worship, they often have a bad thought. Um, you know, the devil goes boink and there's a bad thought or there's a, you see someone you don't like and bad thought or, mm. and, and I would say to them, you, in the next moment, go back to praise, praise your Lord, mm. praise yeah. God. And some people might say, well, that's not dealing with the issue or that's fake. And I say, no, no, that's the, that's the true level of my heart. Yeah. This thinking is not who I am anymore. That's the old nature. The true nature of Rod's heart is is the presence of God. In there is joy. The true nature to come out is actually joy. So it's not yeah. fake. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like this internal the presence of God lives there. like we've been we're talking about at Lifehouse now, this river of God. The life of God lives inside of me. And so even if I have a bad thought, it's not like the river disappears and all of a sudden like but it's no, I can just come back and just say, God, I'm here to praise you. And and that we can feel that joy and that peace that is never left. Mm. Uh, it's it's never left. So, yeah, I think it's a great concept. Um, great. Yeah. And I, I see mm-hmm. it in, in people's lives, um, yeah. in our dream teams. Like even if people are having a tough season, they come with joy because we yeah. do have hope. It's this hope that we have in Jesus, the hope that we have mm-hmm. as sons and daughters of God that, it's because yeah. of that I can come with joy. Even yeah. if, I, if I'm if i going through things and prayers haven't been answered yet and all these kind of things, I can have joy because I am a son of God. And I think that's that's what, that's this driving force of joy inside of us. So. Yeah, mm. absolutely. This is the New Testament picture of sons mm. and daughters of God. Isn't it beautiful? 
And Isn't it amazing? It's so it's, good. It's so different than law. And, and yeah. that's what we talked about, that, that scripture in, in John 1, 17. It's, I think it says through, through Moses, the law came, but through Jesus, the grace was given mm. as a gift. And we're living in New Testament. Yeah. I, it's just uh, that's why I'm a pastor. I love teaching this stuff. I know it's the same for yeah. you, mate. I know that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thrive on this. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And yeah, I think even like within a church, you maybe you're raising a leader, and that leader maybe makes a mistake. Yeah. Um, how does this message of grace just work in the way that you you help that person through this process. Maybe it's they've they've sinned or they just messed up some area. Sure. And how, how do you work that out? Well, that's a that's a really big question, and it's actually circumstantial. Instantly, mm. people are forgiven. Spiritually, they're forgiven. Mm. God's hand is on them; they can move ahead. But it depends on the actual outworking, because in humanity, we actually do have things we have to work through. So, if someone's mm. hurt someone. Jesus said, go, go and sort it out. Like there is actual yeah. teaching that mm. sometimes you know, I'm, I'm forgiven, but now I need mm. to sort things out. Um, yeah. And I think that we need to take that seriously in terms of forgiving. And by mm. the way, if someone doesn't know you have a bad attitude towards them, do not go to them and say sorry, all right, <laughs> because they yeah. don't know. So some things you just need to sort it out with you and God. Yeah. But if, if someone's involved and they know it, the Bible says go to them and and sort it out, or if there's something you need to do, or yeah. if you've, you've you've stolen, give something back, or you mm. know that. So instantly forgiven, uh, spiritually forgiven, and mm. it, it depends what it is. And I think sometimes people do need a little bit of time for restoration, especially if it's a relationship breakdown. Mm. But that doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means they need time, and yeah. uh, we call that just time out. This, this you need to maybe just spend some time with the Lord, and there's no fixed time with that. We don't have any yeah. like fixed things. It's just it's just mm. case by case. But most cases, mm. I think people have they're, they're hurting themselves too much over this. And, yeah. and so our our advice would be get over the condemnation, mm. get things sorted, and move on with your life. And it yeah. really helps a lot of people. And I think um, some people give up leadership because of this stuff. And again, yeah. it depends. But most times, I hear what they've what they wanted to give up leadership over, I need to encourage them. Hey, you know, why don't you just deal with that and let's 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 work together. You've been mm. accountable, thank you. Now let's work together on mm. moving this forward. And it, it it really is case by case, but trying to help people move forward yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, and uh, being wise in the whole process. I don't know how yeah. else to answer that. It's like it really is case by case, but. Mm. I think most people over punish themselves and we yeah. have to help those people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think uh, Peter felt like that after denying mm. Jesus? And then you just, yeah. there's this beautiful story of Jesus having a, a fish barbecue <laughs> waiting for Peter yeah. and just with grace, just saying, Hey, Peter, come back, come back, come back. Yeah. Don't like, I'm forgiving yeah. you. I've, my call yeah. hasn't changed. My purpose hasn't changed for you. And I think there's yeah. just, I've seen, I know that I've sometimes carried condemnation and mm. seen it that you feel like, okay, well, God can't use me anymore because of that, but actually realize, yeah. no, actually I'm forgiven. It's not, it's not my good works that has qualified. It's God who qualifies me into that. And obviously there are areas that people can be disqualified in certain things but most of all it's just this grace of god 
that empowers me to continue to do what he's called me to do. Yeah, I, I mean, the what Peter did was pretty, pretty bad, really. I mean, mm. who'd want to be in his shoes? Yeah, and and yet immediately when Jesus resurrects, he goes to the disciples and he's so so he says to the women, "Tell the disciples and Peter that I've risen." It's a really beautiful little call because mm. I'm sure Peter would say. Oh yeah, Jesus wants to see the rest, but not me. And 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 the woman said, "No, no, he specifically asked for you, Peter." Mm. <laughs> and then he he gets with him in um in Galilee, I think it was, and he and he said that what you're talking about, yeah, the, the fishing, and and three times, it actually says the third time Jesus asked Peter, "Do you love me?" It says it hurt Peter, mm. like this is real humanity occurring here. Yeah, and at first you think Jesus sounds a little bit mean mm. but no there was three times denial and now three times asking do you love me mm. peter was hurt but through that process with jesus a moment an afternoon with jesus i call it mm. there was actual an incredible sense of recall yeah and peter went on to be the leader of the church and yeah. um you know god will speak to us mm. We talked about before about you know godly sorrow. God does speak to us about change, mm. but it's always with hope, yeah, and it's always with a view to a better future, yeah. So, but it's not the smashing of the devil. You bad, you bad. It's not that. It's yeah. you've got to yeah. change, Rod. But there's hope. There's future. There's that's mm. the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I heard I heard someone say once that it's not that we are being driven by this fear and this condemnation, but we're being drawn by grace. It's like, it's that con concept of like, I'm not going to try harder and try and be better because I'm, I'm fearful of judgment and I'm, I'm afraid of not being good enough versus I'm being drawn into this kind of life because of grace, because of yeah. like, I know I'm a son. I know I'm, I'm changed. I'm forgiven. And I'm just so grateful. And yeah. that's why I want to do this. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a different way of living. And it's just a, it's a lighter way of living, um, mm. and it actually produces much better fruit in our lives. Yeah. And I think we become more effective. We become yeah. more like Jesus uh, when we when mm. we we live that way. So it's like that example I gave of of our pastor Nobuki, who's a great man of God, had that mm. revelation of of reading the Bible, and he said before it was like uh, before he had a full understanding of grace, he was reading the Bible, but it was like there's mm. more I have to do, and yeah. then he had this revelation of the Father, and he said, ah, it's the God of the universe wants to speak to me today as mm. a son. And he mm. loved to read the Bible because even some of the correcting scriptures was, yeah. Father, you want to help me. You want to mm. bless me. You want to bless my family. And he read the scriptures through those eyes. It was yeah. completely different, hey? Mm. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts before we, we close off and, and pray? I just say, everyone, um, you are so chosen and loved by God. That revelation mm. will change our lives. Mm. And I would love to pray for that revelation to, right now. Here we go. Awesome. Lord, I pray that every every believer in Jesus here would be saying, Lord, thank you. You chose me. You called me. You're with me. You're for me. Now, Lord, that that relationship be so real. I can confidently enter the throne mm. of grace anywhere, anytime either get right with you or get more revelation from you, get guidance from you, get help from you. Help, Lord Jesus. We would be in that relationship with you by grace through Jesus. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Rod. Always great chatting with you. And thank you to everyone connecting with us. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this. And we'll see you next time.